Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sports Council Podcast. I am your host Matt, and I am here with Dylan, G, and Brian for this episode of the show. The 2022 fantasy football season has been, in a word, unbelievable. We're back with another edition of Fantasy Fact or Fiction to guess what insane fantasy statistics are true or not. Plus, we give our Week 13 starts and sits, as well as recap some shocking scores in the Listener League. Today is November 29th, 2022, and this is the 84th episode of the show. Alright, well, have some sad news to start this episode. Uh, Gav could not make it tonight because he has COVID, which is uh, very sad. We're hoping he gets better. I already tweeted about this. He was doubtful to show up to this episode. He's officially inactive. Um, best prayers for you, Gav. Hope you get well soon. And gee, I mean, you got the elbow injury. You think you can make it through this podcast today? You know, I wasn't sure. I had a call off work today already. So yeah. being here, I was, you know, game time decision. But during the warm up, I tested it out and, you know, everything checked out. So we were good to play today. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. We need you out here. And, you know, we had to elevate a couple of uh, our practice squad for Sports Council. We got, you know, Bryant and Dylan on the show back again. You know, they're ready to give the same amount of fire and energy that I think Gav is going to provide. The same amount of uh, ire and controversy that (laughs) he was going to bring. So glad to see you guys on here. Yeah, man. It's good to be back here. Feels great, baby. Oh, okay. All right, I see what you did there. Well, well, Dylan, why don't you just recap us the Listener League already? Sure. Um, to recap, week 12 of the least Listener's League, we'll start from the bottom all the way to the top. Um, we have G.Doc Cassie, Brandon Staley's Big Balls, beating SEC Slugs with a score of 120.10 to 99.10. So congrats to G. Cassie. Wait, G. Cassie is one of our. Do we? Do we? I forgot. Do we know him, this guy? Yeah, we know him. It's Jamar Gav's friend. Uh, this is his first win, I believe, ever since he traded away uh, Justin Jefferson. So he finally. Yeah, he was on a five-game yeah. losing streak, right? Yeah, he was about to be a no-win November. So, you know, <laughs> good for him. He Impressive. got out of the lump. Yeah, now he's six and six. Congrats on recovering from the fleece, Jamar. <laughs> So next up, uh, we have my matchup against Robbie two times. I beat Robbie with a score at 142.12 to 97.26. Honestly, this is probably my second favorite win after Nando because I was listening to the podcast like two, three weeks ago, and I heard Robbie talk bad shit about all the three and seven teams. And... I think he needs to change his name to Robbie three times to represent how many times he lost in a row. I'm just saying. Ooh, and he got blown geez. out. And he got geez. blown out. Okay. Uh, all right. We got a little award. Dylan wants to fight everyone out here. He had that post-game interview about Nando last week. Um, and now he's going to fight Robbie two here, times. Interview me right now, Matt. Let's do it. Interview okay. me right now. How do you feel? How do you feel about this win, Dylan? Honestly, this this win was light work. Nando was a, <laughs> Nando's matchup was a harder harder matchup than this week oh man yeah oh, man Full of i mean tough big words big words Dylan, i mean you just gotta up though all i gotta say is you're gonna let it fight you're gonna let a, a under 500 team like blow you out by like 50 points 
Yes. Man. You're, you're, this, just under your buddy, 500 teams, you got to stick together, right? Hey, man. This guy's... Hey, this this guy, I I wasn't being merciful compared to Nano. I ran up the score by so much. <laughs> All right. Hey, All Dylan, right. Dylan. I, I respect the tough talk, bro, but Rob's probably going to be in the playoffs. I don't know if we could say the same about you. Hey, it doesn't matter. If I ruin someone else's playoff playoff hopes I'm or standings, I'm pretty happy with that. That's exactly what I want to hear, Dylan. That's exactly <laughs> what I want to hear. If it, You're still alive, Dylan. You're with me at the bottom of the rankings over here, holding a little spot. If playoffs started today, I'd be whooping Dylan's ass this week. So it's okay. It's all good. I'm cool with G on that. We, we G and I <laughs> go way back. <laughs> He's not gonna talk shit. Exactly. But anyway, um, next matchup we have uh, Ugly Kid, our favorite um, guest player, Pittsburgh Feelers beating. Mm. Bryant L Nerd with a score of 149.98 to 117.34. So congrats to Pittsburgh Feelers slash Ugly Kid. Not a good game for me, man. I have not been doing well with these tight end streamers. I tried Juwan Johnson. He gave me a fat freaking zero for nothing here. And then meanwhile, Justin Jefferson pulls off another almost 30 bomb going on. So just not a very productive week for my team. Uh, do you need some tight ends? I have four. Should just said that. So you're the guy with all the tight ends that are being hounded here. God damn. Yeah. I mean, I've only got, like I said, I only got four of them, but it is what it is, you know. That's pretty unlucky. I mean, Brian could have picked up Hunter Henry off the street. No, man. But I like, had Hunter Henry for the longest time, and I was like, you know what? He's not producing. We'll sit him for a week, and he pulls uh, off like what, 15 points or something. So I am definitely not a tight end guru. That's a shame. I mean, Jawan Johnson, this is the only the second time he has a zero-point game. And I know two times is already pretty bad, but the last three weeks has been 13, 15, 12. So I get the logic, but uh, I mean, what, not enough. It's what you get when you uh, play him against your own Niners. Punish yeah, you. That's true. That's true. Bang, but bang. on the bright side, though, um, congrats on U- USC beating Notre Dame this past weekend, though. Oh, oh man, I am so hyped for that game, dude. In that the was top four now. I'm a big USC top guy four. too. I I'm love it, man. Him. Fight on. We we're going to Vegas. Gonna be playing the freaking goddamn Utes of Utah. We're gonna crush them. We're gonna go to the CFP and we will pull off the upset. We will beat Georgia. You've heard it now, folks. <laughs> that's, that's Georgia is crazy. fucked, man. <laughs> they ain't ready. They ain't ready for Caleb Williams, man. You're gonna run over Stetson Bailey. It's over, Stetson man. He's never Bennett? seen. <laughs> Or, sorry, Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. USC actually has the sack leader in the college football right now, Tui Tupelotu. He's about to run another one through Stetson Bennett, man. Ooh, Watch and right. see. <laughs> it's about you to know, go down UC, in Atlanta. UCSC is basically USC with just an extra C. So We're uh, like the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah it's the exact wants extra letter. Yeah. Close enough, basically. Appreciate the support. But yeah, congr- even though you didn't win this week, at least... UC at USC helped you out. Anyway, moving on to our next matchup. So our fellow podcaster, uh, Gab, who couldn't be here today, loses to Untraced Unicorns with an Untraced Unicorns beat him with a score of 131.44 to Gab's 111.32. Honestly, I feel bad for Gab. (laughs) I feel really bad. Didn't we? He was doing so well this season. He was Didn't doing we just so well early this Untraced, season. We tra- talked about Untraced Unicorns last week because we were chastising him for not setting his lineup. 
we were calling him the new Viv of uh, the league. And all of a sudden, um, the new Viv saw the old Gav. And it seems like, <laughs> you know, he just knew exactly what to do. No, he did not set his lineup anyway. Cooper Cup is still in his lineup, and he scored a big fat zero, but he still won by 20, thanks to Josh Jacobs with an 86-yard touchdown, I think. And that pretty much clinched it. To win it. Yeah. I feel like Gav has the worst luck out of all of us in terms of playing against people who look like easy wins, but they they end up beating him. Well, Gav could have helped himself a little bit here. He accidentally started Joe Mixon even though he was out. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he didn't really have a lot of backups on the bench anyway. So, you know, tough luck for him. I'm sure if he, you know, didn't have COVID right now, I'm sure if he was on the podcast, he'd say COVID was the second worst thing that happened to him this week because of this. <laughs> he had tr- oh, sure, he had yeah. Trey Traylon Burks and Cortland Sutton on the bench. That might have helped him out. Actually, that would have helped him out, I think. But he didn't start him, and he lost. <laughs> that's fantasy football, right? That was the breaks. Yeah, that's, a... that's how it is. But congratulations to Untraced Unicorns. And let's see. Our next matchup, we have the first place in our in our league, G, being our fellow <sighs> <laughs> podcaster, <laughs> Matt. <laughs> We have a score of 132.50 to 131.96. This is a really close one. Really? But it really was. But G edged you out. All right. It was All easy. Right. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> light work? Was that light work? <laughs> let, me paint light, your, yeah. let me paint you a story, my friends, because um, you don't know the context behind this, but me and G, we were following this the entire way because it's our matchup. Um, I mean... I had an early edge. This went on from Thanksgiving to the last game of the uh, week. So, you know, it was basically the entire week we were sweating this one out. And it came down to basically, I think G was up by seven, I think, at the uh, Monday night game because Christian Watson caught a touchdown. He like he took like a, a simple slant pass for 86 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Basically fucked me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, now I'm down by seven. <laughs> Heading into Monday night, I have my guy, my number one, uh, number two overall pick, Jonathan Taylor. He has the Pittsburgh defense, right? He's up by seven, so I need about like maybe, you know, if they get ten points, seventeen points to win, right? Eighteen points probably. And it doesn't look good at first, right? Because immediately, you know, Matt Ryan throws a pick, which isn't great, and you know, I'll get to him in a moment. <laughs> But then, you know, in the second half, he comes back. Jonathan Taylor scores a touchdown. The Pittsburgh defense can't really score points. It's hard to score points as a defense unless you're sacking people and you're intercepting people. And so I think I was up for the majority of the second half because Jonathan Taylor kept catching passes and whatnot. But then when they got to the goal line on that, I think in the third quarter, and they were at the one-yard line, and Matt Ryan fumbles the fucking ball because he can't hand it off to Jonathan Taylor. Thank God they didn't count that as a fumble on him because then I'd be really fucked. But that's a Pittsburgh recovery. So that's two points for G right there. And now I'm in a hole again. But then Taylor catches a pass. You know, I'm back up by one, right? And then I think Atlanta, like, um, Indianapolis is driving again, right? Oh. <sighs> and then, you know, 
two minute warning happens. I'm up. I'm already up. I'm up by one point. And then what happens is that Pittsburgh sacks Matt Ryan. And it's like, I think it's third and 17 now. And that's like, that's not good for me, right? Because that's one point, right? But I realized, you know, I'm still up by one point because it's like 1.5. I was up by like 1.5 because Taylor just got enough. So I'm still up by 0.5. And I'm like, okay, it's the narrowest of victories, but I'll take it. No, because that motherfucking idiot, Matt Ryan, with his little tiny hands, fumbles the ball while he's being sacked because he has the most fumbles in the league. He has the most turnovers in the entire league. And he decides, let me just cough it up, right, for no reason, and recover it. They obviously recover it. But in our league, in our scoring, we have forced fumbles as a point on itself. And a fumble recovery is the other point. It's not fumble recovery two points like a lot of other leagues. But, you know, we play this game. I have accepted these rules. I don't accept Matt Ryan anymore because with that point, I lose to G by .54 because Matt Ryan decided just to cough it up one last time for no reason. And then, like, I think in that third and three play, they hurried it up and gave it to Jonathan Taylor, and then he lost a little bit of yards. That didn't help either. And then they didn't get the score at the end. So basically, you know, I had this win in the bag. But Matt Ryan decided, let me just do everything possible in order to fuck Matt up, my, his fellow Matt. And not only, you know, to add on to this yeah, as well. Hurry up. Let, they want to hear from the winner. <laughs> yeah. They want to hear from first place. To add this little, you know, cherry on top to this very terrible Monday night I had. Um, I had a bet too. I was bet on Matt Ryan to get over 210 passing yards. And he got, I think, two, 199, I think. <laughs> because he fucking, he didn't have, he had like zero passing yards in the first quarter, I think. <laughs> Which is great. So thank you, Matt Ryan. I hate you forever. I don't hate a lot of players. I really don't. I have rival teams. I don't like some fans. But, you know, I'm not Gav. I don't try to spread hate around here. But, you know, Matt, <laughs> you you ruined the Matt name forever. You are no longer Matt Ryan in my eyes. You're just Ryan because I cannot accept you anymore. You you failed me personally and I hate you for life now. You made what me lose to G. Time to smoke yeah, that Matt Ryan sucks. pack. We don't talk I'm about smoking Ryan that, anymore. I'm smoking that Matt Lee pack. That's what I'm smoking. <laughs> we were getting nice off that shit, man. I'm telling you, bro, this triple tight shit's for real. Like I tell you, just because you're hogging all the tight ends like I am, you're decreasing everybody else's team in a sense as well. The limitations on what they can do at that position. When people are out there starting like Greg Dolchich or whatever his name is, <laughs> and you got Mark Andrews and you got Kelsey, bro, it's a different lifestyle. That's all I'm, my whole point is. And, you know, they doubted it. They laughed at me during the mock draft. I'm going to say it's every week I win. But, hey, the triple tight formation is what's what's keeping me in this league. Matt keeping Ryan me in fucks first. my... I, I could have beaten you triple type formation if it wasn't for little tiny hands Ryan. What a real upset story. His name should it be was I was the twelve I was twelve I was last and I took it to the number one and I was trying to I was trying to challenge the gods I was David and he was Goliath. <laughs> 
but you know i'm happy you think that way hey man i just every monday night has just been so terrible to me honestly for fantasy football like um i think we had that story about me versing the uh sec slugs when all of his players were on by and i lost because of the bears defense on monday night and i said that was one of the worst losses that i can recall this is worse this is totally worse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like they keep, you ha- it's like the fantasy football gods want to keep on like torturing me. It's like when Sisyphus is rolling that rock up the hill and then it's another L at the bottom. I think I think you're getting all this bad luck because you dressed up as me during Halloween. I think mm. you know how God hates me. I think he's starting to hate you too now. No, I thought that was my I already lost to you because of that. I mean, I think it's just I think it's, you know, everything. I think I'm just, you know, that guy. I'm him. I think mm-hmm. that's how the youngins refer to it nowadays. I'm just him, you know? Nah, dude. I'm going to see it? a cash app You're transaction, it? and it's like G sent this amount of money to Matt Ryan. I'm going to have to tweet that to all the fans out there. I was yeah. juked. I like Matt Ryan. I you mean, that's also him. the best defense in the league, you know, when we're healthy. So what can you say? <sighs> but congratulations to you, G. The winner, and you're still sing at first place in our league with with record nine three. And last but not least, and I'm gonna say it because I beat this man three years running. You can say whatever you want after three <laughs> years. So my son Nando forty one beat King Midi twenty twenty three with a score of one sixty four point five four to one twenty five point five two. Congratulations, Nando, on winning when it didn't even matter. So, congrats to you, Nando. Yeah, anyway, you I don't put care up the about Nando. Score, I beat right? him. <laughs> you put up huh? the highest score. Yeah, he I mean... did put out the high score, but it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he scored when it didn't matter. He cared about last week. You think that anyway... Nando would say it when he wouldn't care, but he really does, honestly. He'd probably say he does care. Hey, all I gotta say is I own Nando. He is my son. S O N. No matter what team you got, I will own you. Man. Anyway, um, but he he is third place in our league with a record eight four, and King Midi eleventh place with a record four eight. Yep. Back and to I the know King Midi me. is Gav's best friend, for sure. I think, gee, I think I think Gav should meet King Mitty one day. I mean, they met on the last podcast, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. It went as well as you expected. Um. So again, we have G first place, Mister First Place himself, nine three. Second, Pittsburgh Feelers. That's Ugly Kid with a record eight four. My son Nando with a record eight <laughs> four. Robbie three times world record is seven five SEC slugs seven five Brandon Staley's big balls with a record of six six and L Nerd that Bryant me and Untracing Accords with a record of five and seven and t- we have Gav King Mini twenty twenty three and last but not least Matt with a record of four and eight to round out the rest of our league. You know how close, you know how close I was. <laughs> I could have been tenth place here, and I know that's not a brag, but it is right now. 
<laughs> because I don't want to be 12, guys. I'm doing my best here. You're doing your best was all 1301 points scored you... so far this year. You know how you know how bad it's got to be when you got to you know lose in fantasy football then you got to talk about it the next day on an episode for everyone to <laughs> to hear. It's like going through your past traumas with everyone. Man. And like you still haven't like gone over it yet it's like still fresh in your mind yeah no i was literally i was dreaming the other night of matt ryan fumbling the ball away and my it was just an endless loop that's the hell i'm in right now if you don't think we take this listener league seriously we do we absolutely do we don't just you know play for fun we're not playing we're not just running out some weird shit out there i mean we do sometimes the names are weird the profile pictures are weird but we play to win and you know even though I'm last place, I'm still trying to take it to G. And I'm a I'ma do it next week too. I think McYoung Boy's next. Yep, I got McYoung Boy next. He's number two. Alright, bring it on. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, talk your shit. Us us uh bottom half of bottom half of teams need us stay together. Exactly. Yeah. Represent. Represent brother. <laughs> That's so cute. God damn. Where, wasn't last season what, wait, what? I'm curious now. What what were you last season? I was what in the record? playoffs. I don't remember what record exactly I was, but I faced you, I think, in the first round, and I think I lost. Um, obviously, because you won the league, but I'm pretty sure I faced you in the first round. Wait, gee, you were were you top six last year? Yeah, I was uh, third. I was like ninth, so found my way into the nice toilet bowl, but was not the toilet. <laughs> Anyway, that wraps up week 12. Uh, good luck to everyone in week 13. You're going to need it. Who, I don't even know who I'm playing. Who am I even playing? I don't know, but your team sucks. So just take the good luck, man. Hey, man. I I beat the third and fourth <laughs> team this week. You play, you play Untrace right. Unicorns, Dylan. Oh, that was my first loss from this season. Okay. I might be able to sneak into the playoffs, actually. I think. Famous last words. <laughs> Let's do All right, a watch little me. bit. Alright, watch me. <laughs> this is the first recurring segment that we had on our show. Um we did this last year, about the same time too. And Gav wasn't on this episode either, which is weird. All the little weird parallels sneaking up on us. But, you know, we're back at it again. It's the segment known as Fact or Fiction, a fantasy edition. I'm gonna read you a stat here that you know, is either fact or fiction, but you know, I think I picked a couple of stats that are so believable that it could be true or unbelievable that it could be false. It's going to be a little bit hard, guys. You know, I couldn't believe some of these myself. So here we go. Let's see what you got. First one on the board here is Brandon Ayuk right now is a better wide receiver start than Debo Samuel in terms of points per game. That's fact. Uh, it's really close, but yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fact too. I I will say fact because I was really high on Brent, just because I was high on Brandon Ayuk early, before the season started. It is indeed fact. I mean, what can you say? He is the wide receiver 15 right now, and I think Debo is the wide receiver 20. So I mean, it's not that far. And 
In terms of points per game, fantasy points per game in half PPR, Debo is only ahead of Ayuk by 0.1. But, you know, it's a pretty close matchup. Wow. But Debo has been out for, I think, a couple games as well. So Brandon Ayuk's been the more consistent start. He's been the better. Um, he's usually gotten a touchdown. He gets a lot of touchdowns now. And we've seen Debo Samuel's usage as a running back kind of decline, especially with McCaffrey. So, you know, start up Brandon Ayuk. He's your probably your wide receiver too. I know he wasn't the wide receiver one like Dylan predicted like he was going to be at the beginning of the season. But wide receiver 15 for that kind of value, it's pretty good. He's having a good year, even though Trey Lance went out. I think that's like the most surprising part, right? Like we thought they were like butt buddies and they were going, <laughs> you know, they'd have to have that connection, the Matthew Stafford Cooper Cup type thing. But they actually were, you know, surprisingly, Ayuk had continued even at a point started playing better with Jimmy. So I think it was just a natural breakout year for Ayuk and, you know, great, great young receiver that we've been on since he came into the league. I think he's getting, he's getting targeted more, right? Yeah. I feel like he's getting more targets. Since Samuel's been hurt for like, he has a hamstring, I think, injury for like most season. Like once he got hurt, I think Ayuk got a lot more play time and then since then just kind of became that solid wide receiver too Debo has 76 targets Ayuk has 74 so it's pretty close I mean they use the wide receivers pretty well evenly I think in San Francisco okay but he beats out Terry McLaurin Michael Pittman Jamar Chase and DK Metcalf as some of the uh, notable names that Brandon Ayuk is ahead of right now all right let's get to this next one here this is going to be a very interesting one. Travis Kelsey has more fantasy football points in half PPR than the tight end two and the tight end three combined, which is Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson. That's a hard one again. Uh, I'm going to go fact again. I'll go fact as well, just because of how often he gets Travis gets targeted. And I remember a few weeks ago, he got a, I forgot which team, but he, he got a lot of touchdowns at, a lot, of t- a lot of touchdowns that one matchup. I forgot which one. I'm going to go with <laughs> fact, too, because I feel like I've heard this statistic before. And then, yeah, Mark Andrews has been out for a little bit of time, so it's believable, I think. The fact that you all believe it is crazy. I mean, it's just crazy how possible it could be, but it is indeed fiction. So, oh. you know, it's not... Close, is it close at least? Really. It's not too close. I mean, right now in half PPR, Travis Kelsey is at 202 fantasy points. Mark Andrews is at 118, and TJ Hawkinson is at 110. So you're yeah. about 26 points off. So, you know, it's okay. not too close. But at the same time, Travis Kelsey is, you know, beating Mark Andrews by 82 fantasy points. The differential is as big as I believe. I think this is a set you might have heard, Brian. It was as big as the gap between wide tight end two and i think tight end 31 yeah, or something i think it was with that Greg Dulcich. One. yeah 26 points is like one good game though for one of these tight ends so it's i still think yeah that definitely is a very close margin it's a travis kelsey game right yeah basically i feel like he's due for 30 every game right at this point yeah i mean gavs told us to sit him and he did have a less than great game other than that you know 50 yard touchdown i think so, you know, he let's give him a half credit for that one. But, I mean, where are you going to draft Travis Kelsey next year? 1-1? One, one. I mean, 
<laughs> you have to think about it. You just have to think about it for a second. Because I think, yeah, like if you're so really thinking about like just positional value and just having the superior position than every single other player in the league, like you can't assure yourself anything more safer and that type of like advantage of Travis Kelsey, right? Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, obviously we said before that running backs are the most valuable position because it's so hard to find running backs later. It's even harder to find tight ends. Plus, if you get a guaranteed, let's say right now, Travis Kelsey's averaging 18 fantasy points per game in half PPR. If you get a guaranteed 18 points per game and you like, you can already guarantee that every week from your lineup, I mean, I would take that any day over a Jonathan Taylor or a Christian McCaffrey, right? Who have shown some kind of flashes. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they don't have the best game, right? Mm-hmm. I might consider drafting a tight end like well Kelsey earlier then because my punting on tight ends every year has not been working out like I'm suffering <laughs> drastically at that position way too many zero bombs for my tight ends yeah we gotta <laughs> we gotta keep him away from G I was hey, this year it's <laughs> just the winning formula and I've you know just explicitly came on and have stated the you know the formation and no one's listened but hey maybe after this year second successful season of the triple tight more people uh, consider it. You're revolutionary, man. Having out the new style, the new meta <laughs> in fantasy. Just take yeah. every tight end. Let's see here. Okay, this one's a throwback, but it still applies here. Nick Folk averages more points per game than Gabe Davis in standard scoring. Facts. Facts. As a <laughs> former Nick Folk owner. Would, Nick I'm Folk is a facts. beast. So, Facts. Gabe Davis is sort of mid, but I feel like you would only state this because you want us to say think that. But it's probably still Gabe Davis. But I feel like I'm I'm gonna go fact, but I feel like Master and pull a fast with on us with this one here. I'm gonna take the contrarian take. I'll go false for this one because I do have Gabe Davis and I have an idea of where his PPR is, and I think for kickers and I do. So I'm gonna say false. But this is standard, though. It's a standard. Oh sh. I mean, right. it doesn't no. really matter because well, Gabe Davis I mean, isn't getting a lot of catches. Davis is boomer bust, so like mm-hmm. he gets just a lot of yards, kind of period. There, but he's so inconsistent too. You know, for fun, I'll just go. I'll, I'll just say false. It is fact. Yes, shit. It is very close. Obviously, Nick Folk is at nine point seven fantasy points per game. Um, Gabe Davis is at nine point five standard fantasy points per game. If we could get up to a full PPR, I believe Gabe Davis is at, um, let me see. I mean, he's at 12.8. So, yes, he's going to beat Nick Folk in PPR. But, Brian, are you satisfied as an owner of Gabe Davis right now? I started him in the beginning, and then I realized there was no way I could predict when he was a boom or a bust. I was always off. And I feel like recently they're playing Davis more regularly than just like a long bomb option each time. So his value might be stabilizing a bit more. But as a drafter of him, I think in the money league, I'm not, have not been satisfied with the performance from him. Just too hard to predict. I think it's a flex at best value right now. Just because of that yeah. boomer bust. I mean, that's the definition of a flex right there. But I don't think yeah. that's what you wanted because you want a wide receiver too of potential. I think that's where we were going with Gabe Davis. But Yeah, he definitely hasn't lived up to the hype he got from that playoff game going leading into the season. 
he averages, I think, like, <clears throat> on average, like a wide receiver three. But I think going into the season, most people wanted him as like a wide receiver two. So yeah, kind of, yeah, he has underperformed expectations. Okay, let's go with this one. Jeff Wilson is a top twenty running back in half PPR. I'm gonna go fiction. Cause I just feel like he hasn't started enough games. But then, like, who really has started enough games? But I still go fiction. Um, I'm gonna say fiction just because of his stint with the 49ers, how he was always the the backup running back, and he wasn't he didn't really start a lot because he was always behind Elijah Mitchell, and also with Christian McCaffrey. Ah, so. but he, uh, Mitchell did get hurt in the first game of the season. He got hurt uh, again this week. <laughs> yeah. Also go with fiction. What was the question again? <laughs> Jeff Wilson's a top twenty running back in half PPR. Uh half PPR. I'm gonna say uh, well it's always gonna be a close one. I'm gonna say true. Just it because is... of like, you know, that that usage he's had coming in. It's it's very close. It is technically false. But it's only because, well, it's not only because he's just he's twenty two, right now he's twenty second. So Jonathan Taylor Damn. just inched him out last uh, week with his performance. But right now Jeff Wilson is still above guys like Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, James Conner, Cordero Patterson, DeAndre Swift. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually pretty impressive. Still, I mean, well, you're, you're taking all that's happening. I think he's dealt with injuries, been traded, shares two different backfields on two different teams now. It's just impressive that he's like even that high in itself, right? Do you think he takes the starting running back job away from Ostert? Is he going to be a sneaky playoff target for, uh, you know? I just feel like they're going to continue to ride the hot hand, and I feel like Wilson's a hot hand right now. But let's say this upcoming week, like, one, maybe Mostert plays better, then they'll probably ride him into next week. I just think it's like a definition of a running back by committee. Yeah, I think so. Too, I haven't kept the closest track was how Wilson versus Mostert's been doing there, but that Miami Miami offense is just so high-powered. They're pulling up so many yards each week. I think you could safely, you know, if you have, regardless, Mostert or Wilson, they're a good option, at least probably like, running back to value i do want to caution people that jeff wilson raheem Mostert, the starting opportunity is a very in name only because you know they're gonna throw it to tyreek hill i watched that game uh against houston and they had all the reason to run because houston's a bottom uh tier run defense and they were okay against the pass, but they just kept passing it. I don't think Jeff Wilson got that many opportunities in the end. Um, I want to say he got 13 carries, even though he was the only one because Raheem Mostert was out. So I would be a little bit cautious about that just because a guy is technically starting. This Miami offense likes to pass first, and why wouldn't they? They have Jalen Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill. So, yeah, he only had 13 carries for 39 yards, so... He did get a touchdown, but that was because of a one-yard kind of punch in. So you'd never know. Okay, maybe not RB2. Maybe at least, like, solid RB3 flex value. Yeah. I think that's more reasonable. I'd keep him on your bench, though. Yeah, most definitely. This is the last one. This is a 
last year, I pulled the exact same one from last year, and I think it's even more relevant now. Fact or fiction, Russell Wilson's points per game is equal to Taylor Heineke. That's for sure fact. That boy Taylor be <laughs> balling. I wouldn't be surprised if Taylor had more. Uh, I'd say fact, because Russell ain't cooking. <laughs> is not cooking this season. He's burning everything. I'm going to, as the person, I think in the listening league, I did draft Russell Wilson. He's done nothing but just burn me. I dumped him. No, like you did not draft Russell something. Wilson. That was Gab. <laughs> oh, shit. We I know think oh, actually, the money league. <laughs> I actually did. Uh, I, I drafted Russell Wilson during the um, the pre-draft, preseason draft. Yeah. Yeah, I, I almost bought in. Thank, thank God I did not. Yeah, I'll also go true just because he's been burned me so much in the money league there <laughs> ye of little faith guys russell wilson has more points than taylor heineke this is fiction i mean taylor heineke has 13.3 fantasy points per game and russell wilson has a whopping 14 points per game no no 14? No. <laughs> no no i want taylor heineke to succeed damn here's it. a here's a question for you do you trust the Denver Broncos passing options more than the Washington passing options right now. I like Terry better than all the options on Broncos, so I'm gonna have to go with the Commanders. I like. I also you get, I guess, two decent running backs that can sort of pass catch. I don't really know what the backfield for the Broncos looks like anymore either. So yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, Den- or Washington over Denver. Actually, I kind of I agree with G because I have personally I'm a I have a Jerry G on my team, and it, he is not. I thought he would be reliable, but he's not. So I can't say for Cortland Sutton, but I know over at the Commanders camp they have like Scary Terry, right? So yeah, yeah I think I'm just just to put our trust in Terry. <clears throat> so I think. The commanders have a better offense, weapon, offensive weapons, for sure. As a holder of Terry McLaurin, I'd also say go with the Washington. And I, I haven't kept track of like I think Judy's hurt right now, or I think it was Judy. Not I think Sutton's still yeah. active. Judy's right hurt right now. Yeah. Well, another reason to pick trusting Washington over the fluxing offense that is Denver. Russell Wilson and his offense is averaging 14 points per game right now. He has seven touchdown passes. I mean, he has eight touchdown passes with last week. Taylor Heineke has seven touchdown passes, and I think he started way less games than Russell Wilson. Yeah, he started four less games than Russell Wilson, and he almost has the same amount of touchdown passes. Isn't it the statistic that, like, if Denver scored at least 18 points in every game, they would have been like, what? 11 and 1, 12 and 1 or something. <laughs> something around that number, yeah. But we're not living in that reality right now. Russell Wilson. Yeah, you get 18. <laughs> you saw that fight he had with Mike Purcell, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's fucking <Jeez>. go. <laughs> He's about to say Saskatchewan County. Let's ride. <laughs> Going off uh, in CFL soon. <laughs> Uh, country, let's die. <laughs> it's over. Yep. Well, that was factor fiction, guys. 
Um, if you have any more unbelievable sets you want to bring us over and determine whether it is factual or fiction, because this has been a very interesting fantasy football season, to say the least, but there have been some parallels, of course. Taylor Heineke is somehow still starting. Russell Wilson somehow is still mid. And, you know, just send them over, because the more things change, the more things stay the same. It's crazy. I feel like this has to be like be one of the weirdest uh, seasons in recent memory, from at least I can remember. I just don't think you can get a good read on what the hell is going to happen the day next day. Yeah, that's exactly just, why I'm losing. You know, it's not my <laughs> fault. It's fantasy football's fault. It's just it doesn't work. Fault. I just like the entertainment factor of this season, like how petty between the Seahawks and Russell Wilson specifically, <laughs> like with all the news that has been circulating for like the past month, like for example, Russell Wilson wearing not didn't want to wear the, um, the wristband. I forgot what it called. The, yeah. It's like, like the wristband. The play the calling wristband yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The play calling wristband. And like the next, next, the next interview that he had, he was wearing the play calling wristband. And I thought <laughs> it was pretty funny. I heard that uh, rumor with him not being able to, like he audibled using the Seahawk audibles. And then, like, they didn't know what the hell was going on. Wow. I mean, for <laughs> that's, Debbie, just, that's low for him. <laughs> as wrong as we were about Russell Wilson, and we'll be, you know, we literally picked them to win the Super Bowl. You know, I can't believe we did. Hey, oh, I still my. enjoy every little second of this. Maybe it's the Niners fan in me, but I still don't like Russell Wilson, I guess, just a little bit. Okay, let's get into some week 13 starts and sits here. I'll start it off. I'm going to go with the boys' replacement in Seattle, Geno Smith versus the L.A. Rams. The Rams have given up on this season. It's over. I think Aaron Donald's about to be the next uh, victim of just going away. And they're not, they're just, you know, he's obviously probably injured, but, you know, they're probably going to be precautious about it and, you know, going to just bench him for the rest of the season, just like they did with Stafford, just like they're going to do with Cup. Allen Robinson just had season-ending surgery. It is over in L.A. And, you know, Geno Smith, he needs to bounce back against the Raiders. I mean, against the Rams. He did well against the Raiders, like I said. But, you know, I think he needs to keep it up. And the Rams' defense, passing defense, has been worse over the last two games. They're the fifth-worst passing defense. So, oh, fourth-worst. So, I'll give it to Gino. I think he's going to light it up. Jalen Ramsey just got burned by Travis Kelsey. He'll get burned by DK, too. Makes sense. Gino's been doing, you know, he's the surprise quarterback of the season. They wanted to become MVP these days. I think he's a lock for the other award. Is it a comeback player of the year, right? Yeah. It makes perfect yeah. sense. Come back from being ass, getting punched <laughs> in the face by a lineman. That's literally what always happens. I feel like the comeback player is always like the, oh, you're not ass anymore award. Right. I remember well, following Gino back when, like, when he was in like West Virginia College still, and he was just gone for like it felt like a decade, and you no, know, here he is. He's back. <laughs> yeah. The I mean, he, had, he also had one of the hardest lines too. They all wrote him off, but he ain't writing back. Quote of the season. A, quote of the season for yeah, sure. Other maybe Broncos country less rides still might yeah. be the quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Close second to that legendary quote. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, another player that's also sort of on a comeback, I guess, is uh, the man himself, Deshaun Watson. I think at this point, if he's still available in your league, your league is not obviously trying that hard. 
Deshaun Watson, when he was playing, is a QB1. And I put the emphasis on one. He's a very was very reliable with no receiving options. Last time we saw him in Houston, which is ironic that he's going back to play in Houston. Uh, he's got much better weapons. You've seen Amari Cooper cooking this week, last weekend against the the Buccaneers. You got you know Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Najoku, Peoples Jones. Obviously, we know what the Browns team is. They got a great O line. Uh, they'll be really cooking this week, and this is more more than just a start this week. This is the start maybe, you know, you'll need for your playoff run or something like that. You know, other than, you know, him being a complete weirdo, it just makes sense to start him. I don't like him as a person, but, you know, he is a viable fantasy option for this week. Brent, how about you give us your running back start of the week? Yeah, my start of the week, um, digging a bit down there, uh, but Brian Robinson versus the New York Giants, I think, could be a decent start. And I know the Washington uh, backfield deal has been in flux for a lot of the season. There was, you know, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, even J.D. McKissick getting to mix of it. And it does seem like Robinson and Gibson hands off like who's kind of good each week. But Robinson's coming off of a really good game. I think he had a touchdown, maybe even two um, both he had a couple catches and then also ran for over 100 yards for the season. So And he had a few Mr. bullets. Exactly. Mr. Brian Bulletproof Robinson. And I'm, I'm all down for the underdog story here coming back from a terrible injury to taking over the backfield at the end of the season. So Robinson versus, I think, a mediocre Giants defense, if not um, a, sub, a sub-par one. I think that could be a good matchup this week. Uh, I wish I had Brian Robinson still. I released him right when it looked like he was recovering from that injury. Like I, I, I gave it a couple games. He struggled, and then you know I let him go, and then he looked great. And you know I'm happy for him. I just wish he was on my team. All right. That's kind of like the story for you this year, huh? I mean, I think you know fantasy football gods hate me. Maybe I am the new Dylan, but I Welcome didn't win a championship, huh? I didn't win Welcome a championship the before that happened. All right. Welcome to the club, the champion says. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with David Montgomery versus the Green Bay Packers. I think, you know, Chicago might be resting fields again. This is the time of year. It seems a little earlier than, you know, usual. But it seems like the tanking teams are kind of just giving up. And they're saying, you know, we're not going to rush our injured guys back out there, especially our young star in Justin Fields. This sucks for everyone who's going to have fields as a league winner. But... um you know, you obviously want to see him healthy, and they're going to rest up that shoulder. So he might not play. It's still undetermined. But David Montgomery will play, and I think he's got a great matchup against a very bad Green Bay defense that's allowing the second most rushing yards in the league. They just let Miles Sanders absolutely destroy them, and I think that they won't be able to stop the run. Chicago has basically built their run, their identity on offense with the run. Didn't work out well for them against a very stiff defense in the Jets, but I think it's going to work out better with the Packers, who also might you know, start to tank if Jordan Love is going to play over Aaron Rodgers, even though Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show said he was okay. But, you know, we'll see if the Packers say the same thing. Well, yeah, you got to also think about do the Packers, you don't really want him out there because I feel like at this point the season is chalked, right? Yeah, I mean. You're three games you behind the Commanders, point? your season is over. And they lost to the Commanders, so they don't even have that tiebreaker. 
<laughs> yeah, it's over, dude. I feel like I don't know. I heard uh, I heard someone saying this. I think it was Colin Cowherd who said like at this point, like why wouldn't you just chalk the season? Like if you're really committed to playing next year, then wouldn't you just want them to have the higher pick and then you come back help you with the you know hopefully with better weapons and better. You'll have two good draft picks. You'll have the Raiders picks from the Devonte trade, right? So oh my gosh, you know? they do have the Raiders picks. <laughs> So that's, that's what I'm saying. Good. Like, wouldn't you wouldn't you rather do that? Like, why would you come back so your team can be what fourteenth in the draft and then draft another fucking player they don't need and you get mad again? Like, come on. I just feel like at this point, like, you got a chalk season. No, they only have the they only had the ones from last year, so it's okay. But you know, yeah, I'd probably chalk it. I want to see what Jordan Love does. Let's see what happens. Spread the yeah. love. <laughs> he could randomly be like the guy for this fantasy uh, playoff run, you know, if he's actually like that. The way he played in that fourth quarter was promising. Yeah, I didn't like that personally, but <laughs> all right. Gee, how about you take this one? All right. Well, I kind of got the receivers next, but I have, I said receivers. Do they have multiple starts here? I'm going to go with the obvious one first. Uh, it's the Bengals versus the Chiefs. And if you got someone that catches the ball in either side of the field, you want to start them this week. So that means Jamar Chase. That means uh, T. Higgins. That means probably even Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst, Joe Mixon. And on the other side, Juju, Travis Kelsey, all those guys. Every single receiving option should probably be started in this game. It's going to be probably the best game of the week. You know, there's a couple other good games, a lot more storyline in other games. But just in terms of really contending two teams that might see each other in the postseason again, this is going to be one hell of a game. And it's going to be, a, I think, a shootout. So those type of games, you really would want to start everybody. But then my actual individual start is George Pickens against Atlanta. They're an oh, absolute horrible, horrible passing offense or passing defense. And... Our passing offense hasn't looked as bad as, you know, a couple weeks ago. Three straight weeks without a pick for Kenny Pickett. <laughs> hey, nobody, I'm not here. nobody talking about that anymore. I had a great week last week. I really liked it. I really liked what I saw, especially from the passing game. I didn't, you know, I think we took a couple steps forward every week. Great week to take another couple, so, couple steps forward against the Falcons. And I think Pickens has uh, emerged as wide receiver one now, especially with Deontay kind of getting phased out here. Sadly, it's kind of how it's been. And now I think he also got hurt in the fourth quarter on that fade route. So you got the healthier, the better connection. It just makes sense. Go go start Pickens. He never got that contract, did he? Who, Deontay? So I think he did get a two-year extension. or So the next two years would be the extension. But uh, it's like not guaranteed or something. So I think they could cut him this year without losing any money on the dead cap or anything like that. All right. So he's basically like playing for his contract. Yeah. And I think he could be like a trade target next year. Yeah. I mean, Pickens looks like the guy. And personally, because I'm already looking towards next year, you know, I'm looking at George (laughs) Pickens very closely for next year's draft. Yeah. What about Kenny? ain't over till it's over. Kenny? In terms of. Yeah. Don't forget about Kenny, man. Brian, how about you go? <laughs> yeah, this week for well, interesting point actually the matchup against Atlanta it's been great for all wide receivers against it, but last week it was Terry McLaurin's turn, and of course when I start him against a vulnerable Atlanta defense, Terry pulls up seven points. So I'm sure if I bench him this week, he's gonna get like twenty. So as is fantasy football. But 
my start for wide receiver this week. I'm going to go dig deep a little bit. Going to pick Darius Slayton versus Washington in that I think Washington's defense is average. Is It does have some upside there against wide receivers. But just looking at the Giants' wide receiver core, you know, you've lost Kadarius Toney to trade. Wondell Robinson uh, got hurt there. Sterling Shepard's on IR. You know, they're really losing um, options there for Daniel Jones the past two. So up next is Darius Slayton. Uh, I think it was either him or I think Richie James, the former 49ers return yep. specialist that's stepping in as wide receiver now. So he's been playing pretty good this year. Yeah, I guess so. I think in the last game, both of them, they scored above uh, right. double digit fantasy points there too. But I think OBJ, just picking someone OBJ's to go coming, with as... <laughs> See him back. Return stint on the Giants there. Yeah, but yeah, I think just looking at looking at this week, I think you can go with Darius Slayton over. I choose him over Richie James, um, just because he'd be probably the top passing threat for that Giants offense. Solid pick. You know, I think I think this is the second time we've seen Darius Slayton on this list in two weeks. <laughs> I mean, um, seems like a popular pick. How about you double up here with your tight end? Well, I don't know if you should make picks for tight ends. The very first time I was on the show at the beginning of the season, I think for for Sit, I said, like, David Njoku, and like, oh, you know, he sucks every year, and, you know, he's, despite being injured, I think he's, like, a top 10 or 12 tight end or something. Basically, he's done a lot better than expected there. So, honestly, whoever I say here, you might as well sit them because they're probably not going to do well this week. But for a start, I'm just going to say, you know, Evan Engram versus Ew. Detroit. <laughs> I don't know, yeah. man. Like, I feel like every pundit Instant each week reaction. just says Evan Engram will have a good game, but then he doesn't. He scores like four points a game. This is just purely off of the matchup. Detroit, they haven't done well at all against tight ends this year. I'm just tossing it out there. Evan Engram, pick your poison, if you will. Maybe he will do better. Maybe he won't. He probably no, won't because won't. I chose him. No. The no, thing about I'm Evan Ingram, the thing about Evan Ingram, he's always there on the waiver wire. <laughs> so, you know, if you need him. Bro, I think I might need him. I can't start Juwan Johnson this week. Brian, all I can tell you about Evan Ingram is he's only good when he's on the waiver wire. When you actually have him, he sucks. The, the juicy like, projected points, you know, the, it looks like, you know, seven points. It looks good as a projection. And then, you know, bam, zero two points. <laughs> two point like, definition. like Matt can attest to my Evan Engram experience. It's terrible. Yeah. Dylan the definition hates of insanity is to try the same thing over and over again and expecting that it'll work. I'm a bit insane. <laughs> have to try. I don't even know anymore. It's a tight end graveyard. You got to do something. Like Evan Ingram as a giant, when he was a giant was like the lowest for my fantasy experience. Literal scum. Hey man, yeah. he had a Pro Bowl year. He had, a, he had no, that Pro I, Bowl year. <laughs> no, I, I had Evan Ingram for like four weeks and I dropped him. Then the next week on the waiver wire, he got like, 10 points i was like are you kidding me so i'm just i'm just forewarning our listeners about evan ingram All right. start or probably well, sit evan ingram how about how about you give us your tight end start then dylan oh uh, yes so, I was done. so to cleanse my palate from evan ingram uh i picked noah fant versus the los angeles rams uh i picked noah because not only he's he went to tight end university um I kind of back, kind of piggybacked off of Matt's point when he picked Geno Smith, because since Geno Smith is having a great year, 
Um, I think with how the Rams are Rams are right now, and right now they ain't so hot. And I just think uh, Noah Fant is gonna pop off this week. I think he'll probably get one touchdown. I think one touchdown, just because the Rams defense, even though they have a pretty good, uh, they're pretty good against the run, but I think their passing kind of sucks now, especially losing like Von Miller and like Jalen Ramsey kind of sus now. <laughs> so I think Noah Fant, fellow uh, tight end university, will do pretty well this upcoming weekend. All right, strong words. I just mean... don't pick Evan Ingram. Sorry, sorry <laughs> Such a great selection there between Fant and Ingram. Can't really make up my mind. <laughs> Evan, Evan Ingram uh, what... did not go to tight end university. <laughs> yeah, well... He skipped tight end university. He exactly. Just dropped some more passes. Tight end university. All right. I'll lead us off with the sits, quarterback sit of the week. You are, start, you are sitting Ryan versus the Cowboys. <laughs> Call unemployed. Call unemployed. Bum ass Pat. <laughs> <laughs> he no longer goes by Matt. He is the gentleman known as Ryan. Um, G, you go. That's it. That's it. That's no it. explanation necessary. I, I I got a lot of love for Matt Ryan. I don't know about y'all, bro. He's not a sit. He's a he's a love. He's Ryan, in my opinion. He's not Matt. Matt Ryan, the same name as you. We don't, but we don't I have a guy him. that has a very <laughs> I have a guy with a very simple name, but a very difficult matchup. It's Tom oh, Brady man. against New Orleans. This is like the it's fifth just, time. <laughs> it's either I feel like every week I'm either starting or benching Tom Brady. It's just one of those weeks oh, where I'm man. benching you. Yo, every week I relationship with Tom Brady. I'm gonna let you guys know what it really is. I have a I have my own hundred dollar league with some of my high school friends, and every week I have the decision in between Rogers and Brady, and I'm like, damn, can I sit both of them? And and this week I have Mr. Watson coming back, so this is literally my I'm starting Watson and I'm benching Brady. So hey, we ride. If you listen to me, you listen to what I gotta say. You know, I literally putting my money where my mouth is with picks, and I am literally doing what I say here. Yeah, and I don't think we need the explanation. I mean, I'll explain a little bit later because I got another buck as one of my sits. But you know why? We just rewind to week two because I'm pretty sure G had the exact same sit of the week, and it's right there. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, not even me hating on Brady, but like just this matchup against the, the Buccaneers and the Saints is just not good. It never is, honestly. No, it definitely never is. Okay, I'm going to go with a former Saint here. I'm going to go with Latavius Murray versus the Ravens as my running back sit of the week. Uh, he had a pretty good stat line, Latavius Murray did. And finally, once Broncos country finally got rid of Melvin Gordon and kind of just cleared the backfield for Latavius Murray, you know, I picked him up and I said, all right, I mean, can't get any worse than this. But he actually did a pretty good game. He had 10 points in PPR. Uh, he got 92 yards, which is great. But against the Baltimore Ravens right now, who are, ever since Roquan Smith got added there, they have just become absolutely, you know, stifling on run defense. They allow only 40 yards per game right now in the last three games. That is really tough. Um, I don't think this is going to be good. I wish all Bronco games just weren't on television anymore because they don't need to be. <laughs> Were like, they on Thursday night football like twice? 
Yeah. They got flexed out of one primetime game coming Thank up in week God. 14. Against you know, the Chiefs. You know Christmas yeah. flexed is going to... Mahomes. Christmas is going to be the Rams versus the Broncos. The Christmas game. Oh, God. I think it's I remember, safe to say. I remember I looking think it's a good thing for entertainment. I was looking at that in the beginning of the season. I'm like, dude, Christmas about to be so lit, bro. And uh, look where we are. It's safe to say we will um, be watching the NBA this Christmas. Yeah, but... I think you should just treat the football game as like comedy. Oh my god! Just for as comedy. Christmas, as comedy. <laughs> Not even gamblers want to watch that game. Watching uh, the Broncos defense yell at Mister Unlimited. I don't think that was insulting to watch. I felt I felt insulted for him. Remember, I told you guys that I told you guys that the Broncos Panthers game should be on the CW, and I still <laughs> watch that stupid game because of Latavius Murray. And I really, you know, you know how bad it's got to be when you watch that game, and you still lose at the end of it. That's I have no love for this fantasy season anymore. This is what the fantasy football yeah. gods did to me. Bench Latavius Gaff, Murray. Gaff probably likes it right now because he hates Denver. So. Yeah, but he also invested very heavily in Denver. <laughs> so, <laughs> not good. Yeah, Gav's a Gav got some interesting picks, man. What can we say? But that takes us to my next pick, which is a. Uh, it's just kind of sad to say this for all the hype that we had beginning of the year. Damian Pierce against Cleveland is a sit for me. It's like he's being phased out of a bad offense. Like the one good thing is like like we're like all right, we're not gonna use you anymore. Maybe they just like we don't want anything to happen to him. Let's just hold on to Damien for next year or something. Cause he literally had five carries last week. Like what are we doing here, Houston? What are we doing, Lovey? Like if if, if someone came out and told me it's because they uh you know are tanking and they just don't want to you know their only young valuable asset to get hurt. I guess that makes sense, but. It's just like as a fantasy owner, it just hurts to watch. Like, oh, I'm not watching, but to just read these stat lines of this man's getting phased out of a shit offense, it's like it's the Ronald Jones treatment. Like, come on, bro. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, how are you going to, like, what option is left then in Houston? Like, <laughs> literally, I don't like get it. Like, thing. who else is getting touches? Yeah. But they, there was a guy that. Okay, let me see if I could pronounce his name. Okay. His name was Dare Ogun. Bobble, open bobble or oh, something. Oh, I know and, this guy. Oh, Dare yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that was getting, got four rushes and a touchdown last week, two <laughs> two targets. Like, what are we doing? Why is he not? I remember thinking to myself, and I was like, oh, 30-something scored. I'm like, it has to be Damian Pierce, right? I got all excited to, to look, turn back around. Like, Why am I not getting any notifications on my phone? <laughs> and I looked, I'm like, that's 33. That's not Pierce. <laughs> I was like, okay, that? I'm never watching. I'm never watching another Texans game in my life. It's like, who's this bum? <laughs> it's like it's not Rex Burkhead. I know that. Nope, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the other guy. It's, it's some it's other literally random the third dude. Stringer. You know, I started That's Michael Carter. And I made Michael Carter my start of the week a couple, um, and he got hurt. Obviously, and, you know, instead of the very healthy James DeFlames Robinson taking over, some guy named Zonovan Knight came in <laughs> and scored a touchdown. I don't know what... Oh, he didn't score a touchdown, but he went off, basically, and finished as the RB24. I was like, who is this? Like, I literally thought this was a joke. Like, the, who is this? Like, like, what kind of name is that? I was like, 
they're just making up players, NPCs, to steal fantasy. <laughs> Literally, points. like just Madden, like user created. You know, when you're like creating a roster, yeah. or you're creating a player, and they just give you the name beforehand, and it's like something, something Smith or something. Like literally, they're just spawning guys out, and it's just like, bro, why are we doing this? <laughs> this and I dude? saw his, and like, and now I saw on Twitter, like, oh, Zonovan Knight should be your number one waiver ad. I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> this I, I was like, oh my god. But I did some research on him. He's an undrafted running back out of like NC State or something. But I'm about to try to pick this guy up. I've got to run hey, him out. Not if I ju- get him first. <laughs> I need to replace the TV Murray. Nice. Right, so you guys are fighting over Zonovan. <laughs> what was it? Zonovan Knight? Mr. NPC. Yeah. We're not fighting over Zonovan in the trenches. <laughs> We're in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's get to this wide receiver sit here. I am going with Mike Evans versus his father. Who's his father? His father. You know, he didn't come back last game. And they said he was nearing a return last game. So this, I hope, means that they, he's They knew what they were holding him out for. Yeah, I'm pretty they sure he literally, purpose. like, he can't. He's only coming back because it's the Tampa Bay Mike Evans. It's Mike Evans. Yeah. It's Monday night. If I you haven't heard this because I made him my set of the week uh, 11 weeks ago, back in week two, because, well, you know, we're getting to that point of the season where we have the rematches. If you don't, if you don't want to go back to that explanation, I'll give it here. Mike Evans does terribly against Marshawn Lattimore of the New Orleans Saints. He is, you know, he just gets shut down. Furthermore, he gets pissed off too. He takes it really personally, and he got ejected last game. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen this time, but Marshawn Lattimore, he's been hurt for a while, abdominal injury. He's coming back finally. The New Orleans pass defense has suffered, but now they've looked a little bit better when they were healthier against San Francisco. Now you get Marshawn Lattimore back. He's going to piss off Mike Evans again. I don't know if he's going to get ejected again. It'd be kind of funny, honestly, even though I have him on my team. We could bet on things like that. Yeah, over, under, one ejection, you know. But I, I just don't like the odds for Mike Evans to do well because it's just history, you know. If you don't. There's no literally could be like like you said an injection pending any second of that game. They could yeah. look at each other weird and they fight and brawl and thirty seconds Flag. later your your guys are out and you're like, damn, why did I start Mike Evans? Even though he could have had five catches at that point and twenty seven whatever yards, you know, or something. And then it's the middle of the second quarter. He's having a great game, and then next play he got punched in his face, and now they're out <laughs> the game. You know, it's I gonna be a special teams play, even... and then Mike Evans is gonna run from the other bench to the other sideline and just punch <laughs> Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> I think they shouldn't even have a football game. I think the game should be decided by, uh, like, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans fighting in the ring. Honestly, and probably more entertaining. And whoever wins the 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 team wins for the week. I think that's better. Yeah, I like that. Monday night, let's fight. <laughs> that's interesting. For my sit for wide receiver of the week, I'm also pulling on a bit of history there. Going to take a bit of a more uh, aggressive take. I'm going to try to, I'm saying sit Tyler Lockett versus Los Angeles mm-hmm. Rams. Um, partially because, you know, Lockett is that boom and bust type of player too he's getting older but he can still go off in games not at games he's going to give you like four points basically um but i did a bit of digging around looking at how he's done against the rams since like for the last couple years he's scored under 10 points in each of the matchups the last like two years here going in so i think la might be able to put the clamps on tyler lockett so if you start him he might go down he might get you know shut down against the rams they just they just might have his number Solid. 
I did not do the research, but I guess he hates La La Land. Too bad Gav's (laughs) not here, our resident locket whisperer. Yeah. I mean, he wanted some spicy sits. We were supposed to provide it with some spicy sits. I think locket's going to be a very spicy sit. That's probably the spiciest of the week there. Um, But yeah, for my tight end sit, also was in that same game. Um, I'm going to say Tyler Higby versus Seattle, but since I'm saying it's a sit, he might as well be the start of white start him as a strong tight end one you might as well honestly that's just because so for last week's games in my couple of leagues i started juan johnson and tyler higby yeah and then what happened to tyler higby zero <laughs> points that's going on over there so partially out of my frustration at the tight end position i'm gonna say you know you can sit tyler another week screw him no matter the matchup no i saw i was gonna make tyler higby my start of the week because um seattle's I thought Seattle's uh, tight end defense wasn't very good. But then I literally saw zero points from Tyler Higby. Like, I don't know what happened to him. He literally it's disappeared. It's also partially because I think they trotted out, a, I don't even know, the I think Bryce Perkins or something yep. for the Rams quarterback. So maybe it just wasn't a fit. I'm not sure if Perkins is starting in this week or it's someone else. But if it, it is Perkins, is. he literally has zero chemistry with Higby. So <laughs> that's part of the caution. Very sad. I mean, he literally... It's not even zero receptions. It's zero targets. He did not He did not see him. Man's playing offensive tackle out there. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. I don't know who they're going to start. I feel like they could go back to that other guy, Walford. I think it was his name, right? John yeah, John Walford. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I think another... Just the same thing. Another QB situation. A little bit better, I guess, but... I guess Justin Fields is coming back this week, but I don't like Komet against the Packers. Uh, the Packers should be getting Devondre Campbell back, I think, as well, if I'm not mistaken. But even then, I just you don't even know what's going to happen in that game. If it's Fields versus Love, I think it's just a shit show, and it might just be a runoff in a sense of Aaron Jones versus Justin Fields and who can get more carries, and then A.J. Dillon versus David Montgomery in the RB2 battle. So... I think it's going to be a weird little game. I don't like it. don't like it at all. Bad weather. Either place you're going to be, either Chicago or Green Bay. So it's going to be <laughs> shit weather. I know it's snowing and stuff this weekend. Just just stay away. I'll get, some, get the running backs slash quarterbacks because they run the ball as well. I don't know if I really like anybody else in this matchup, especially not Komet. Goodbye, Komet. He was at zero before. He completely he became a superstar. Now he's back to nothing. Yeah, it's a fall from grace, huh? Damn, the life of a tight end. All right, that is our starts and sits of the week. We have one more, though. We don't usually do this, but since we have the Kiku Guru on the podcast for the first time in a while, Dylan, give us your kicker start of the week. First of all, I can't we were acknowledging this. <laughs> but um, honestly, pick Kate York. Kate York against the Houston Texans. I uh, I picked him because my coworker, he was like, "Yo, get on Kate York, bro." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "Trust." He's like, "Just, just trust me." But um, since the Browns are getting um, our favorite adult back, mm-hmm. um, the problem is that he's. I have a feeling that he's gonna be really rusty and he won't be able to convert. Um. Uh, one past the 50 yard line or even the red zone. And I feel like this matchup is a good matchup for Cade York because of that. 
reasoning. So expect a lot of 30, 40 yarders at um, at Houston for this upcoming week. Some pretty sound logic there. I'll give a quick shout out to Matthew Wright. He is the true Matt, the Council of Matts. I'm the leader of the Council of Matts, if you had not known. We banished Matt Ryan the other day. We welcome in Matthew Wright, and uh, I'll give a quick shout out to him. I would start him if you're looking for a kicker. So there you go. Now we're done with our starts and sits of the week. Fuck Matt Ryan. All right. Go pick up the Steelers defense. Best (laughs) defense in the league. That is going to do it for our show. Be sure to find us on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music to stay up to date on the latest and greatest of our episodes, as well as our Twitter, at Bay Council, and our Instagram, sports underscore council. We post our starts and sits, the full starts and sits, of every single player on every single team on our Twitter on Saturday. So you got to go check it out. And we answer questions on our Twitter and our Instagram. So find us, DM us, you know. It could be the middle of the night. I don't really care. Um, You know, we're probably not going to get to it in time if you're going to do that. But, you know. Someone will be. (laughs) (laughs) One of us. If you want us to roast your picks as well, we will do it. Yeah. And if you're going to hate, we're going to clap back right at you. Just like Dylan does. Let's start a Twitter beef with us. We're ready for it. We want all the smoke. Yes. All the smoke. I think I think that's what Matt was trying to say, but just a nice version of it. Yeah. If you ain't tailing, you failing. So there you go. Wow. What a way to end it. That is gonna do it for this show. Thank you guys for filling in of for course. our hero Gav. We hope you get better, Gav. Hope you feel Thank better, you. Gav. Great. Yeah. Alright, anything you wanna add before we sign off this show uh go usa yes sir go usa captain america went crazy today man shout out to him fight the fuck on usc smoke those dudes there go into the cfp you heard it here folks all right upset of the year usa uh usa beating netherlands (laughs) all right we'd love to see it first of many man that'll do it guys good night broncos country oh (laughs) let's die